0: Welcome to the E3 Collective podcast. I'm excited to have Greta Berghammer on the show today. Greta teaches coursework in drama education and theater for youth at the University of Northern Iowa. She serves as the artistic director for the Sturgis Youth Theater, a community-based theater providing classes and production-related experiences for students ages 4 to 16. In 2010, she founded the Spectrum Theater program for kids on and off the autism spectrum, which provides in- and after-school drama-based interventions that best support the development of pretend social interaction and nonverbal communication. The primary focus of Ms. Berghammer's creative work has been in the development of performance pieces, theater programs, and stage productions that focus on critical social issues or works designed specifically for spectrum-specific youth audiences. In 2014, Johnson and Society of Iowa. We so were able to catch Greta in between classes. So we jumped right into our conversation. Um, all
1: right. So I started doing theater when I was about five or six years old. And my mother tells the story that she signed me up for drama because I had all this energy and I was always singing and dancing and flying through the house. And I was, whoa, my phone just went off. Jeez. Start again. All right. Um, okay. So I started doing drama and theater when I was about five or six. Uh, my mom says she did it because I had all this energy, and I was always dancing and singing around the house and uh, reproducing commercials, and I'd see a movie, and then I'd play all the parts. Um, I'm the middle of five children. I think she just wanted to get most of us out of the house as possible, all right? But I would be lying if I didn't say that part of the attraction for me as a middle child was at these theater things I went to, suddenly people were looking at me, you know, and that had kind of been my goal I think throughout most of my childhood was look at me, look at me, would someone just look at me? Um, The program that I started with um, is not dissimilar to the one I actually established here at UNI. It was a um, summer program. It was sponsored by the community in which I was growing up. and It was designed to give kids of all ages an opportunity to be on stage. And It wasn't a high-risk kind of experience. In other words, if you signed up, if you registered for this program, you were in, um, and that really f- began my, you know, long-term love affair with um, theater and performance, um, and doing things that were uh, dramatic in the service of a script in front of an audience. Um, so you asked me about, you know, how did theater support my, or how did I become passionate about theater? I think that I've always been passionate. I think theater just provided a very specific outlet. All right so when i went to college i decided to study theater and that was where i discovered that there was this whole component of theater that was designed and um, developed just to support young people and i thought oh my gosh this is exactly what i want to do i felt so called to do that for lack of a better word i mean i did and it i think had to do with the fact that i had done so much work like that as a young person and i knew that the positive impact it had had on me in terms of making friends, feeling more confident, um, having an outlet for my ideas and my creativity. And I was with other young people who felt very much the same way I did. Um, And so, you know, once that happened, um, you know, that is really what kindled this passion uh, to work, just to to devote the majority of my career um, to working with young people and helping university students who were either theater majors or going to be teachers um, find ways to use drama and theater in their own work
0: so you were at the university of texas when you got your degree is is that correct
1: i was i was i um so, in, a, so how
0: did you make your uh, pathway up to the great white north of iowa <laughs> <laughs>
1: well i grew up in uh wisconsin i grew up in milwaukee okay. all right and that was where i started doing some theater stuff and i went to college in um wisconsin which is where i found out about this youth theater uh, programming stuff Um, after i graduated with my undergraduate i took the tiny bit of inheritance i would gotten from my grandmother and actually started a youth theater in milwaukee it was very small it toured i was also working part-time at the milwaukee repertory theater and i did all that stuff for two years until i um, made the decision to go to graduate school and that's when i went to austin to do my mfa in youth theater and was able to study with some of the best minds at the time uh, that were working in that particular field i ended up in iowa by way of university of new hampshire thinking i'd be here for i don't know four or five years and then go on to something else and pretty much you know ended up growing up here um, getting married raising um, a a kid you know um, you know having a a life and um, really enjoying the work that i was um, a lot, that I was supported in doing while I was here.
0: So then, you know, how, it, so you, you obviously have a, a background in starting theater programs and you were involved um, at a young age in these theater programs. So you really saw the value. So how did you take that experience and also knowledge to, you know, use that as a catalyst to start the program here in, in Cedar Falls now?
1: Um, well, it occurred to me, after I had been here for a while, um, that there was no youth theater programming in Cedar Falls. There was in Waterloo. I had been helping with the program in Waterloo, but there wasn't anything in Cedar Falls. And that was a challenge for families who wanted their young people to be a part of a theater experience, but perhaps didn't have the um, the, the, the schedule that permitted driving their young person all the way over to Waterloo. Um, And so I had this idea of starting something in Cedar Falls that had support from the community theater, our local art center, the Hearst Center, as well as the university. And it was sitting around the table with some um, fabulous um, community leaders um, that the idea for the Sturgis Youth Theater um, was developed and then um, established. In my early years, we worked out of the community theater in downtown Cedar Falls. Most people don't know that. We outgrew that space very, very quickly. Um, I went from having 20 students one summer to having nearly 50 two years later. Wow. And so the need to move to you and I for our summer fun production work um, became um, you know, really obvious. It was also easier for my university students who wanted to do work um, during the academic year and after school settings and on weekends. Um, to not have that additional hassle of trying to figure out how they were gonna to get to downtown Cedar Falls. So um, so yeah, so as started the uh, program in uh, the year 2000. Um, prior to that, I had just been doing some um, weekend and after school workshops, but in 2000, we came full circle where there was this production program, there was stuff to do after school, there was also stuff to do on the weekends. And it wasn't until 2010 that I got um, intensely curious about work with students um, with uh, exceptionalities. And like, I think most pers- most individuals origin story about how they got started. Um, it started with a kid. It started with a young person. In looking back, um, Michael, I am sure that I had young people with exceptionalities in my classrooms and in my workshops and in my pr- productions before that. Um, but it was my, um, interaction with John Danker, the openness of his family to share with me that John um, uh, was autistic, was on the autism spectrum, and their their desire to work with me um, to help me better understand John so that I could best support him was invaluable. Um, so I have the student, I recognize I'm not serving his needs I go like any good academician to find some information to support me and I can find nothing. And rather than that being a deterrent for me, that was a catalyst. That was there's a gap here that needs to be filled. And so um, I began um, learning, you know, best practices for using drama and theater. It started off initially with young people uh, with autism and quickly expanded to include other exceptionalities. Um, I was fortunate enough to have a professional development leave. I spent a whole semester working every day um, with young people with various exceptionalities um, in order to better um, educate myself, begin to develop a curriculum. I got grants. I mean, I ended up getting, um, you know, so many. I, I ended up getting support so that I could really focus um, long, intensive periods of time, uh, developing ideas and formats. And out of that, work grew the natural extension to make Sturgis Youth Theatre a, a fully ability-inclusive program in every way possible, and to give that gift of how to make that inclusiveness of ability happen um, among my university students who were working with me. So.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. And so, you know, one of the things that we really want to, you know, tease out of this conversation, and and this is a very broad question, so you can take it in whatever direction you find it is is best. But, you know, what makes your program unique in order to meet these uh, individuals with diverse abilities and really provide them true access um, to this great opportunity? Um,
1: There's a number of things that we do, and I'll talk about those in just a minute but I think there's an attitude that we bring that's at the core of it. And we are fearless, you know? And by that, I mean, we are willing to take risks, learn through reflection on approaches or, um, you know, activities that aren't working. And we are so willing to use that reflection, to better um, prepare for that next rehearsal, that next workshop, you know? Um, Yeah, you know, I think we're really good about um, thinking about the young persons that we're working with and um, adjusting our lens so that it's focused on them and that becomes the point of entry into the work. Um, You know, in terms of Ways that we make that happen, um, like several other programs I know, we have a teaching artist who is a mentor to our students um, with, ex- well, actually they're, they're mentors to all of the students that are participating, including those with exceptionalities, but they've got that background and training and experience that helps them provide specific respo- uh, supports uh, for all the young people that they're working with, especially those um, with exceptionalities. But then we also have peer mentors. You know, I think sometimes we tell kids, oh, go work with that kid or see, you know, you know, so-and-so, yeah, you know, they they could use some help or could you, you know, work with so-and-so to help them learn their lines. And they're looking at you like, yeah, I'd love to do that. I see the need, where do I start? I don't know what to do. And I think at the core, there's this fear of doing something wrong. All right. And so one of the things we do is we help prepare young people to be peer mentors, to provide support um, during our, our workshops and our theater experiences so that it's so seamless. You know, it's just part of the learning and doing process. Um, we I take, you know I don't know if you've ever looked at a theater script, but they're, but they're horrible in terms of their layout. It's teeny tiny little print. The li- words are very close together. The lines are very close together. And you're supposed to somehow know that if the, if the writing is slanted, you're not supposed to say that, you know, you're just supposed to read that, and that's supposed to inform something you're supposed to do, all right? And then if it's in bold, that's the line, okay? But only the person who's playing that, that role is supposed to read that line out loud, Okay, so they're terrible. And for all young people, they're confusing because you lose your place. So we we take those scripts and reformat them. We can adjust the font, we can adjust the spacing, we can adjust the layout. You know, we can create scripting opportunities that just have um, the lines or the the actions that are happening for a specific student, regardless of ability, front and center, to make it easier for them to find them. Um, You know, we do a lot of modeling, all right? you know, I know that in the in the profession of, um, you know, a special education, you know, they call that, you know, they, well, they call it modeling. All right. You, you know, show what you want to have happen. We just call that acting and directing in theater. I mean, you know, <laughs> we do that all the time, you know, give me 10 minutes, Michael, and I'll be trying to stage you or what you're doing over there. Um, yes, you know, so we do that. And then we do a lot of repetition. All right, which again is a practice that is sometimes useful in working with students with, um, you know, exceptionalities. Well, hello, we call that rehearsal. We do things over and over and over again. And within our context, it makes perfect sense. And so that's a very supportive tool as well. We do video modeling. We do what we call video rehearsing so that the scene is rehearsed without perhaps the student who's learning a part. And um, so they can practice at home when they're supposed to come in, or when they're supposed to enter. We use, um, we use video a lot to help students learn what it looks like to go from backstage to onstage, um, to help them uh, learn the order in which they put on their costume pieces. We video model how the makeup process will work, and so they can decide if that's something they wanna do. Um, we use visual schedules. Um, and uh, we always have rules for, non, for, for, for non-speakers, for students who don't want to talk during a show, all right? Now, I want to be quick to include that all of these um, ways that we work with young people, we work with all of our young people. You know, I have to tell you that it is beneficial for everyone. But of course, as you and I know, those supports are there um, in part to support our, our students with exceptionalities.
0: Now, that's awesome. And that really provides a lot of context and, and, and structure for what makes your, your program great. And so, what, what's your, your vision for the future with this program going forward?
1: Well, that's a really good question. And um, one that I thought quite a bit about before we uh, met this morning. You know, I, um, I'm getting ready to transition into a new career. All right. I don't know what that's going to be, but I know that I'm going to retire from you and I and go do some other spectacularly wonderful things. All right. I feel right now the program has this fun production, this great summer production component. Um, and we do work out in the schools. We do quite a bit of work in the schools. Um, but right now that work is pretty much limited by my availability or the availability of my students. So I would love for there to be some way to sustain that work. Uh, regardless of who's sitting in this particular office, because there's funding available for schools to hire individuals uh, to be doing more drama in theater in especially in k six buildings, uh, certainly in six nine buildings, and to help high school programs become more um, ability inclusive in the programs that they offer. So that would that's like the next big thing I'd love to see happen is it's sustainability and um, sequencing um in in all schools you know um,
0: yeah that's that's fantastic um you know from everything i i've seen you know this program provides such a great opportunity for all the youth uh, in our community. And honestly, um, you know, parents have really raved about your, your program and have had great things to say about it. Um, and it, it truly is a special and unique part of the Cedar Valley. And for those who are located in the Cedar Valley, uh, Greta's program, the information, the website, uh, her contact information, will be in the show notes. Um, it's also listed on our website. Um, I highly recommend uh, checking it out. Uh, she is a fantastic person. She has fantastic students. Um, one of the things I'm just really excited about, um, you know, is, is really sharing your ability to not just create a, a, a program for the youth in our community, but also create a program that uh, really supports our undergraduate students to really help them be more involved in the community um, and become better professionals and really become better citizens to wherever they end up next. Um, and so, to kind of leave off on that note, I I, I just want to have you know one more question and 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 that is just to really talk about. Some of the other pieces that you bring in to help support um, the growth and development of your your undergraduate students using this program so they can go out into their community and really um, you know whether it's in the cedar valley or you know in texas or california or wh- wherever they end up but how do they take what they learn here and implement it into their community that they're going to live in well
1: what i love about the program that the academic side of this program is that students get a lot of hands-on experience working with a range of young people you know including those with exceptionalities but also a a diverse range of ages um races and culture as well um you know i i say this from a place of pride rather than boasting that the undergraduates coming out of this theater program and drama and theater for youth are getting snapped up. I mean, they are getting jobs as um, graduates with an undergraduate degree because of the experiences that they have had um, working, um, working so frequently with young people with um, exceptionalities. Um, you know, they're sought after for that. And, you know, as I mentioned earlier, the best practices, I feel that the best practices for working with youth with exceptionalities are just best practices. And um, that you know, carries over into their um, work, either in their jobs working with a professional youth theater, um, but also in the community theater kinds of work that they might um, end up doing. Many of them, while they're um, looking for a job, or let's say that they um, felt they needed to stay um, Uh, locally for a little while, just to save some money to do the next great thing they want to do. You know, they're using this theater background, and they're getting jobs as paraeducators and as teaching um, teacher assistants because they have this um, ability to teach, to make it interesting, to bring some creative excitement into the classroom. And, um, you know, their work with uh, kids with exceptionalities really has supported their paraeducating work as well.
0: So Uh, yeah that's fantastic. So also if you are a potential UNI student who is interested in in theater definitely check out Greta's program. Uh, She um, is one of the best professors on campus and I may be a little biased but I I do truly believe that. (laughs) So So, but no thank you again Greta. Uh, We we love your your program uh, and even after you retire we're definitely gonna continue to follow you and hope to work with you uh, through the future and uh, thank you again and we wish you the best of luck with uh, this semester, especially during these challenging times and uh, obviously if there's anything that uh, we can do to help support your program or the work you're doing, let us
1: I'll let you know. We're trying to figure out how to make it happen on Zoom, so we'll see.
0: <laughs> yeah, one day at a time, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, sometimes one hour. Thanks a lot, Michael.
0: <laughs> thank you so much.